Welcome back, travelers, to episode 5 of RPG Crossing. If you didn't notice, we took a bit of hi a hiatus. That was my fault. I moved, so needless to say, I was a little busy. But we are back and hankering for some epic RPG podcasting action. As always, I'm your host, David Robison. I post on RPG Crossing as Roby. And uh, joining me today is Embrodak. Hello, everybody. Uh, Hugga's MIA at the moment, so he will not be joining us this episode, but we are, um, this is forging on without him. We are forging on without him. Um, it's been a while since, uh, we, uh, taped a, uh, show, so I was wondering, uh, what you guys, what you have been doing, um, RPG-wise on the website or in real life in Brodak. Uh, well, let's see, on the sites... I, I have my subscriptions when I go to my uh, control panel on the site. I go to my subscriptions, and in my subscriptions, I, I have a folder for active games. It currently is listed at 16. I don't know how that happened. Uh, I try to, to keep it well under 10, but I see a game. I have a guy. got to play Got to play that. Oh, Road, Road, uh, Road Dog. He's a DM I had played a while back. Oh, he's back. Well, I have to apply for his game, so... Um, I just been gaming uh, in a good uh, couple of good games. Um, real world, I just been like you. You're moving. I'm preparing my house to be sold to then move, uh, and that's just been a, a joyful task. As my wife is already uh, in Virginia, where we're moving, so I looked at the house and none of the mess is mine. It's <laughs> daughters or my wife's, so I'm cleaning up other people's messes. Uh, my mess is, is is fairly well contained, so <laughs> you'll you'll have that. Well, um, I'm starting a uh, on the website doing a uh, zombie apocalypse game. I think I've mentioned in the past that I'm a huge fan of post-apocalyptic games and whatnot. I so. am well, and I <laughs> contemplated joining that game, but I, I since I already joined another game of yours, I I, I told myself to not even look at the. Uh, application threads. So. Oh, it's, it's going to be really cool. I'm encouraging everybody to use Google and stuff. It's set in uh, Salt Lake City, which uh, I live in Utah. I obviously live re real close to there. I actually lived in a suburb of uh, Salt Lake before I moved, so I'm real familiar with the area and I'm encouraging everybody to get familiar with the area so that we can take a really realistic approach to telling this story. And I think it'll be really interesting. Uh, All right. Real life, I don't do uh, a lot of uh, RPGing off the internet. Actually, yeah, I don't either anymore. Yeah, I'm starting a group over uh, Google Hangouts, which might uh, turn out to be really interesting. We'll see how that goes from there. Um, but other than that, that's I've been moving. That's about it. So uh, we'll move on to um, what we like to call the mailbag. Um, we've actually got our first listen listener. Uh, mail and it comes to us from thriston endlewood i hope i pronounced that right and it, it was uh packed full of some really good suggestions and there were quite a few so i think we're going to give uh the highlight uh the highlight reel and address them as we go um i'll go ahead and take the first one since hug is not here uh suggestion number one is please mention the short story competition run by etherna Athera. Athera, okay. 
butcher names left and right. I think it is an excellent initiative, and every month Roby should announce the winner for the previous month and the ingredients and theme for the next month. It would create a nice little bit to add to the show and keep uh, it relative, related to what's been happening on the website and would probably take less than 30 seconds of recording. I am for this. I've already talked to Etherna. Say that right? Anyways, we're moving on. Um, um, I think that she's planning on recording the segment. If uh, we can get that to work out, it'll be maybe in this show, uh, but maybe next show. See how that shakes out. All right. All right, well, I'm looking at suggestion number two, and it was to get some theme music. A good way to lighten up uh, to start, keep people engaged in the middle, and a nice finisher for for the end. Um, I'm all for that. Uh, I am too. It's something that I've been trying to work towards, but convincing people to to, uh, uh, make music for you on, uh, like, no budget is uh, hard. I think that uh, me and Brodak have been discussing a uh, solution. Um, I don't. That's why we turn to our, our users. Does anybody out there have any musical talent? Can you mix up uh, a, a good intro, some sort of uh, ending clip, something for the, for the middle? Um, let us know. I believe, uh, Roby, are you were you working out some of the logistics? Uh, yeah, I think we might run a contest. I haven't we we cool. haven't worked out the uh, hard details on that yet, but we will uh, announce it in a uh, upcoming episode. Um, exactly how that's going to work out. But if you'd like to submit, it doesn't even necessarily have to be a theme song. It could be a cool arrangement of like dragon noises or sword fighting or something that sounds really cool and gets people engaged in the show. Uh, and uh, we will have a contest and we'll pick some winners and, and whatnot. And uh, this is so much in the planning stages, so much. I kind of like maybe we shouldn't talk about it today, but I'm excited. So uh, we I, will have more details. Yes, we're still debating it. I think we should have a, a rolling, uh, you know, depending on how many submissions. I think we should have a new uh, uh, intro every every podcast. Um, but other people think we should have things consistent. We're ironing the things out, as Roby said, so we don't know what uh, the final things will be. But uh, if you're uh, musically inclined, if you want to throw something together, we uh, we'll, we'll appreciate it. Excellent. And suggestion number three, this is the last one that we've, we're, we're focusing right now, on right now, and that is get a game going with the admin and have updates on the podcast. I think that would be classy. Now, I, I, my question to that is, is, what do you mean by a game? Like a play-by-post game and we read highlights or a live game we record on a Skype session and, and edit out? I, or, or or either? What what, what was the, the, the thought behind that, uh, Tristan's... Uh, question that's a good question my interpretation of the question was a uh, play-by-post game i think that that would be good considering how we're a play-by-post website and everything but um exactly (laughs) i have a really cool idea for uh bringing updates to everybody but i am like so it's like drawing board like sketches right now, and it's a lot. It's a, uh, a step up for what I'm used to doing. So I don't want to mention it right now because it might uh-huh. not pan out that way. At least not on the air. I'll talk to you about it later, in Brodak. Well, but, we are only on podcast number five, so we're still yeah. getting here. 
our, yeah, our so, links underneath us. So we've got some time to work on it, and uh, we will uh, talk about this. Um, you're red in Brodak, so you can bring that up to the uh, admin, the admins sure. on the, the staff forum, and see if I, they would be interested. I do have in a, a couple admin-only games going, so. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. And, uh, um,. There was a ton of suggestions by uh, Thriston Indlewood, and we're planning on working towards implementing a few more. But I don't want to make promises without having a good timetable. So uh, keep an eye out, Thriston, and you might see some of your ideas sneak into the podcast at a later date. Uh, moving on to site news. What's been going around the uh, site recently uh, in Brodak? Um, well... I think we have the RPG Crossing Literary Review um, that we've been doing. We've been talking about. I think we had Mountain Bound on from uh, last time. Uh, this month's uh, entry into the book club was uh, Red Shirts by John Scalaldi. Again, mispronunciations I think uh, are that's assumed on the site. Scalzi? Scalzi? I think I've heard it on like a commercial or something. Yeah. Could be wrong, right though. And uh, well, we're, we're we're just reading that, and we're we're discussing uh, the will of the gods. Um, I don't know if anybody's read it. It was a good book. It was written by our own uh, Michael Ciano, uh, otherwise known as uh, Reading Gajan, on the site. Um, I'll give you my little little heads up, uh, you know, thought on it. It was a good book. Um, I don't know how many people have read or not read, but seen the Princess Bride. He had some sort of like monologue where it was uh, the one character Carrie speaking throughout it, and just it gave me a, a, a you know the sort of interludes you'd see in the book where where the grandpa and, and uh, little Freddie Savage were talking. So um, that's what I thought of it. It just sounded like grandpa, you know, taking the time out and give a little you know monologue as to what's going on in the story. But it was an interesting book. It had some interesting you know um, new take on races and, and, you know, the, the inner workings between them. Uh, I liked them. I read all three of them. Um, Mike uh, wrote a trilogy. Uh, they were published one month after each other. I definitely recommend uh, anybody getting it. Um, do you, did you, did we uh, finish the final uh, tallying of, of everybody's uh, votes on that? Or we, I don't, I think that's still in progress. It might be. Like I, I moved and it got everything pushed back. I will look. I set it to to expire at some point, but I don't remember. Forget <laughs> when it was. Uh, it's still going on, I think. I didn't vote because I didn't read it. I was moving. Um, I think it's still going on. So uh, we'll update a – we're going to post a thread with the ratings on all our books anyways. So it will end up in there, and we'll uh, probably bring it up next show. It, it's currently it's currently looking at an average of a plus three plus two book. Um, I gave it a plus four book of new and interesting races. <laughs> nice, <laughs> excellent. Um, I'll go ahead and take this next story in Brodak. Um, the April issue of D Twenty Girls Magazine featured a shout out for RPG Crossing and an article called. Table to, from tabletop to desktop, I think that's what it was called. I didn't write it down. Oh my goodness! Um, it was all about gaming, uh, tabletop gaming over the internet, and it was it was a good article. I enjoyed it. It it actually introduced me to a couple of uh, virtual uh, tabletops that I was unaware existed. 
um, as well as really was a nice little piece about our website and what we were trying to do. I, I would like to point out a, a slight inaccuracy. Um, the uh, author of the piece uh, stated that Birch put the site together in 2003 uh, when it was D&D Online Games, and I believe it's – I would like to make a clarification to anybody who read the article. Uh, and so – and most people who who listen to this podcast are, are uh, members uh, – as it was not founded by Birch in 2003. It was it was founded by uh, Raj and Varun, and I believe you can double check. And it was then taken over by Crowout, and then just recently it was a transition from Crowout to to Birch, and then we made the transitions to RPG Crossings. But besides that, it was a very interesting read. Uh, it, it, it basically described the whole reason why I moved over to play by post is just difficult to get a live tabletop session together. Um, it, it went into other discussions of other besides play by post, uh, but for the most part, uh, it was uh, it was fairly accurate on our site. It gave some other competing sites, which I won't list or link to uh, <laughs> in our any shows we may eventually have. But uh, it was a good read. Yes, it was. Very good. Um, so we had a uh, bunny vandal uh, invade the site earlier this month. Uh, it left some Easter eggs and some clues randomly throughout the site. Um, I'm, of, co- of course, referring to our annual Easter egg hunt. Um, we've been doing this for the past few years. Uh, this year's winner was uh, Dudrick, and he found the most eggs. It was 11 of the 12, I believe. And I'm going to butcher this name, and I'm sorry, but it's uh, Yeterbaum. Close mm-hmm. enough. <laughs> um, uh, sh- uh, this uh, user guessed the name of the bunny correctly. Uh, what we usually do, why don't you go ahead and explain how it works in, in Brodak? Uh, it changes from year to year. Um, previous years, we've you, 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 we have clues. We start off with the opening spread with a clue and if you're familiar with the site you may be like oh that sounds like the uh you know the short story competition so you go look at the short story and eventually you'll, you may find a an image of an egg this year we just randomly put eggs throughout the site and each egg was had some sort of tag that would say who the easter bunny was um and so once we determined who the bunny was going to be we went through the site and uh, came up with some um, sayings of who they are. If you if you know who the bunny was, the bunny was our our Iron DM uh, who we interviewed uh, several podcasts ago, uh, Toba. And, I, and there was a picture of Toba. One of the things was has his chestnuts ro- roasting or something. And there's a picture of Toba in uh, boxer shorts uh, by a Christmas with just a Christmas hat on and sitting by a. The Christmas tree in front of the fireplace. So, you know, if you knew the picture, the, the clue made 100% sense. So, it a, I, it's, a, it's sort of a, a method to get people to go look at other places of site they may never look. But uh, mm-hmm. it was interesting. I tried to stay out of it this year, uh, out of the second floor where, where they came up with the the, the uh, clues. I was uh, actually away in Florida when the, when the competition started. And uh, I, I tried, but I, I couldn't find a darn thing. 
So, uh, and then once I did see all the clues together, I had no idea it was Toba. So, <laughs> but <laughs> in hindsight, when I saw the clues and I saw who it was, I like, oh, that was clever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I I try. I think for the past couple of years, I've tried to uh, suggest clues, and mine are never very good because <laughs> I'm bad at riddles. I guess writing riddles anyway. So, nah. <laughs> it's always fun. I think people have a lot of fun. But we're gonna go ahead and move on now. As promised, we are pleased to introduce Athera with the short story competition. Hi, everyone. Athera here. We'll get back to the rest of the podcast in a moment, but first I want to tell you about the short story competition on RPGCrossing.com. For those of you who like to write, I hope you have strayed from your games to find the library section of the discussions forum. But I'm not here to talk about the stories and poetry you can find there, or even some of the great character backgrounds that have been posted. In the library is a monthly challenge to write short stories. You can find it in the folder that's imaginatively named Short Story Competition. This challenge was started by the wonderful Class Forum a couple years back, back in December of 2009. Last summer, I took it on. We have great tales submitted each month. I hope you'll come check it out. Say hi in the coffee shop thread. We don't fight much, I promise. The competition is quite simple. Each month, I post a theme along with three optional elements, just for the test of incorporating random items into your story. Themes can be anything. We've had themes like first snowfall, an unpleasant discovery, or the rest of the story. Challenge elements are exactly that. I challenge you to include a missing limb, warning shots, or something not normally found in nature. You don't have to include them all, but it's a lot of fun to figure out how to make them fit into your story. If you want to read one user's take on the rest of the story, you can find The Once in Future by The Jaded, published in edition 17 of Explosive Runes, the RPG Crossing role-playing magazine. Our most recent winner was a story titled The Experiment, posted by Spankicus, for the theme of Monsters and Mutants. Oh, I nearly forgot. Prizes. Well, the basic prize for the competition is RPXP and the option to choose the next topic and challenge elements. I know, I know. What sort of prize is that? Well, you'd be two weeks ahead of everyone else for next month's story. That's what it really means. But that's not all. This year, I'm trying out a quarterly prize system offering a three-month site subscription every three months. The next prize will be awarded for the spring quarter at the end of June, with the prize winner selected from the winners of each of March, April, and May's competitions. If you want a chance at the spring prize, come check us out on the forum. April's competition will be closed at the end of the day on the 30th. I'll be posting the May topic on the 1st. That's all for me. I hope to see some new faces in the short story competition before the end of the month. If you don't have enough time to write a story for April, there's always next month. The pen is mightier than the sword, people. The pen is mightier than the sword. If your character gets killed for pulling out a pen in combat, or your DM has rocks all in his head for actually listening to such an absurd saying, don't come back to yell at me. Picking me at face value is always a really bad idea. General RPG Gaming News and our RPG Pulse segment. This is the segment where we check out the vitals of the industry and make sure it's not dead 
or as you common folk like to call it, it's news. <laughs> well, and this is also where I'd like to point out our suggestions of uh, theme songs. If you wanted to come up with some sort of pulse uh, sound bite, this would be a good place to put it. Uh, but what uh, well, first thing I think we, sh- we should discuss is the Wizards of the Coast announced earlier this month they'll be holding a design contest for the for the next D&D next character sheets. Uh, the contest ends, I think, the 28th of April. Uh, so if you're interested, you better start getting your uh, – your graphic designs in order. Um, I, I think that's cool how they're opening up to the public like that, and I think that will. Uh, there's a lot of artists. I don't know if uh, you ever go to sites like DeviantArt. There's a lot of good artists out there, and I, I know some of the uh, people that do some of the work in the gaming industry started there. So it'd be cool to see some of these entries. Okay, I looked at the press release for the uh, contest and everything, and it seemed really cool. Hugga just logged on. Um, We'll get him. At, we'll see if we can get him in here after this little uh, sliver. Anyways, it seemed like it would be a really uh, cool contest, a great idea. But it was kind of unclear about what you won. It was uh, uh, you you win the contest, and as a uh, grand prize winner, you get a release of the publication. It was just referred to as the publication. So. Me, I assume that's the uh, the first book of D and D next, but it really could be anything. Yeah. So, um, hopefully, somebody wins and we figure out what exactly they won. So uh, let's see if we can bring uh, Hugga in on the conversation for the last part. Welcome Hi. to the show. We're uh, just got done talking about the uh, character sheet contest that. Uh, Wizards of the Coast is doing? Okay, sure. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, no, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've been very sad with Next lately, so I'm obviously not going to be jumping around looking at character sheets for a system I'm not using. Oh, is it? Wow. Is the NDA still active? Um, Is that something that we can talk about? I don't think we can. I, I yeah, I, you, we can play it on a forum as long as everyone's signed. But I'm not sure what the process is of talking about it. Huh. Yeah, but that's what the point of a non-disclosure agreement is. Yeah, to not talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we oh, should it, probably it, it avoid was, that then. <laughs> yeah, it, it was such a poor NDA anyway. Like it was a everyone can can jump in and, and do it anyway. So anyway, but I, I think yeah, safe safe ways. Don't say anything. Excellent, excellent. Well, uh, well uh, why don't you, do you got your show, show notes pulled up, or do you want us just to take I do, the, I okay. do. Okay, just go ahead and take this next news story, Hugga. Sorry, which one was that? Uh, p- uh Piazzo. <laughs> 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 of course, of course, giving as a, um, <laughs> That may have been on purpose. <laughs> okay, I, I, I'm, I'll, not mailbag, site news. April 2nd, Paizo announced the winner of its um, RPG Superstar Contest. Do you guys remember what your first picks were? I do. I do. Maurice the Mayor. Okay. And mine was Pedro something or another. (laughs) So no one chose Stephen Helt. No, I didn't. He he came out of nowhere. (laughs) So yeah, so he he won the um, grand prize. Um, so he had his adventure module published 
Um, do, do you know if he, he was paid for it? That's that was part of the prize. I I assume I don't I don't know. I've never yeah. won anything like that, so <laughs> I can't necessarily no. tell you how how it works out like that. How how big was this adventure module? Do you know? No, I was sad after Maurice got kicked out, so I didn't. Got it. I was I was a little hurt, a little upset. I think I tipped something over and kicked something when I heard that he uh, hit Pedro lost. So ah, uh, fair enough. I swore off Pathfinder after that. <laughs> I, I would like to turn, uh, point out that my man did come in as one of the three runner-ups. So oh, well done, Woot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you gone back and looked at what Stephen Hill did in the other sections? I haven't. I've been busy moving, so ah. I have been like, I'm. I just now got like last night got my desk chair unburied from boxes in the corner of my garage where I ended up after we moved. Nice. So, <laughs> didn't have a chance to go back and look through. I definitely want to because I want to see what the uh, winning quality work looks like. Yep. But I haven't had a chance. But that is it for the that is it for the news, guys. So we're going to go ahead and move on to our segment that we like to call Big Topic. <laughs> Again, this, this is where we would have some sort of Big Topic soundbite, just throwing that in. <laughs> something like Big Topic or what have you. Anyways, this episode I thought it would be interesting. You guys done? I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, alright, I'm good. Okay. Now you got me doing it. Be cool, be cool. Okay, this episode I thought it would be interesting to, uh, look at and discuss a specific game theme, or I guess you could call it like a campaign theme. Um, the not-so-randomly selected theme is superhero games. I think we touched on superhero games two podcasts back. Uh, yeah, yes. we talk about Margaret Weiss Productions. Yeah, yep. in the uh, Marvel role-playing game. Yep, yep. So, uh, guys, in 500 words or less, what is the perfect superhero game to you? We'll start with Hugga, since he just got here. He hasn't had a lot of mic time. <laughs> perfect, yeah. Now, first of all, 500 words. How do we count that when we're speaking? Um, I don't really know what perfect hero superhero game is. It's like... I haven't played that many. I've played the Margaret Weiss one, and that's been interesting. I'm still trying to learn it. I'm still trying to get my head around the mechanics. Um, but yeah, so you want to have something that's easy to, to go with. Like you don't want to be weighed down with mechanics, but you want to have nice big powers. Um, if you, you can either play superhero games that are totally made up your your own characters, or you can play superhero games that mimic well-known characters. And if you want to mimic them, they really need to specialize. And, and get those powers that you have read about, have watched on TV or movies, and bring them to life in the game. I think the other important part is that in in um, games, you, in the comics, of course, you so often have the mixed bag of characters. So you'll have in um, your your godlike characters, along with your characters who are purely human with some interesting um, gadgets. So in the DC universe, you have your Superman and your Batman. And although both are great superheroes in their own right, their power levels are very, very different. And so you have to be able to compensate for that in a game and not put it purely down to whoever has the most muscle wins, but 
balance that out and, and make it fun for everyone playing. So yeah, find that in the game. Yes. On that note, I played, kind of jumping off on various power levels, I played a game where uh, we did basic Marvel-style mutant superhero games. Yep. And you were allowed to pick like three different types of uh, superpowers. Mm-hmm. But I'm not the kind of guy that likes uh, like godlike characters. Superman, not my favorite comic book character at all. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with him. He's got like no flaws except for space rocks, and <laughs> and I, so I didn't want to play that kind of character. So I just set my character up with one superpower. He had teleportation, and I worked it out with the DM that instead of two more superpowers, I got a lot of money. Because my guy was like the the head of a trade corporation, and yep. a higher charisma score, and uh, <laughs> just worked so you it out like Lex that Luthor? way. The teleportation powers. No, because he wasn't evil. My guy was cool. Oh. Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor's evil. I, I don't want to be a villain. Villains aren't cool. It's a superhero game. <laughs> superhero game. Um. So, uh, how about you, Embrodak? Uh, What's the uh, like 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 the kind of theme, or are you do you uh, like the high power? Or the um, more down I, to I'd earth. I like just to have a down to earth, having some sort of basis in realism, in reality. Um, something like you'd see in the Heroes TV show, you know, you know, mm. people g- learning their powers. I mean, and sort of a like an awakening of power type of game where nobody else has the powers, and then you're the first ones. But not not like an X Men hunting down mutants, but sort sort of like how they did it in Heroes. Uh, the first couple seasons, at least. Um, Heroes like, was an excellent show. Yeah, it was. It, was, it, it got a little. It's, season three was a little yeah. wanky, but other than that, <laughs> so, so many times like you can reset powers before you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, something like the Dark Angel TV show. Maybe not as much with the whole mutant thing, crazy, but something like that. Uh, I, Hug and I are playing a game now. I'm a little bogged down on the mechanics. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm so used to a a and D style or you know uh, I played uh, mutants and masterminds before both second and third edition and so I'm getting a, a little confused with the Margaret Weiss mechanics. It makes sense to a degree, but I don't think I made the best potential character. I that's one thing I always get confused on. I'm, I'm so used to D and D is some of these these high tech specialty characters that can manipulate this that the other. And I typically want to get used to game mechanics so I go with the big strong guy or you know a very obvious you know standard power like the flash or something like that excellent excellent well my perfect superhero game is one I've actually considered running on site I haven't done it yet because I've got like so much stuff to do might eventually come to this but it is just a completely realistic gritty superhero game where nobody has powers it's just normal people making the decision to be great and do good and uh fight the mob you know with just what they know maybe like the, the guy the knows guess? yes no. it, exactly like that um i didn't want to say that on air i don't know if that follows well, on the, i PG think that's, that's it's pg-13 you hear it on tv okay at, at well. regular hours that's okay. i was gonna say you know kick butt but yeah, that seems lame. I was, was going to dance around it, but we took it head on, so we'll, we'll just run with it. Um, systems. What systems would you guys use for these games? I would usually stick to um, what I'm comfortable with. I, I like, I'm a big fan of 
taking one thing and just reflavoring it. Especially since I don't play a lot of games outside the site. And so, as, as with um, Marvel Superheroes, it's always hard learning a new system, especially when you're online. Yeah. And the system is very, very different from what you're used to. And I want to know how to play this game, which is why I was edging Sandwich Weasel to join up and, and start up a game. And he's doing a great job of that. But it's it's still a little bit confusing because we're not around a table and it's not easily forward and back and learning it. So I'd stick with 4E and just reflavor things. Um, make everyone else that much more normal and all your powers are suddenly reflavored to big super things. Very cool. How about you, uh, Embrodek? Uh, I'm on board with... Well, partially on board with Hawkeye. <laughs> um, the tabletop is so much easier when you're not familiar with rules because you can sit there and you can run through a scenario besides just reading you know, the scenario they have in the book in, in five, ten minutes. It'd be a long time to do that on play-by-post. I'm trying to get used to the market. I'm trying to stay with the story and just say what my character does and I'm thinking more of a just a writing exercise and let the DM worry about the mechanics. Uh, but if I were to pick a rule set, I, I've already played D20, um, uh, a system, uh, Mutants and Mastermind. Um, I know they're on third edition. I, I got the two edition books, so I'd probably just go two edition, but um, I, I would go Mutants and Masterminds. Very cool. I'm a big uh, D20 Modern fan, given what I'm going for in my super gritty, realistic superhero action game. I would use D20 Modern, but if I were going to go with a uh, high power kind of game, like, you know, X-Men or what have you with the, the big superpowers, I would probably run it on GURPS. I've played it once or twice in the past, and I think it would be a system uh, worth learning. Willing, I'd be willing to learn that system better just to play a game yep. around that because it caters so well to that kind of uh, uniqueness. Yeah. Talking about systems, I'd actually also put in um, Gamma World. I've been using it for a game that Emberdak and I are playing, um, set in the Fallout system. And it's quite... It's a, it's a very, very basic system. It's based off of 4E, but it's a lot less involved. Um, and I've merged the 4E, the Gamma World, and D20 Modern all together to make this one game. But yeah, yeah Gamma World could quite do a good job as well, I think. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, do you have anything to add in Brodak on that? No, I could definitely see 4E, though, as much as I'm the one on the outside on 4E. Uh. <laughs> excellent. Um, okay, next question. Would you guys add any house rules to make your game more unique? Always. <laughs> uh, what kind of what kind of house rules would you add, Hugga? It, it would greatly depend on what sort of game we're playing. Um, if we're playing, let's let's look at Marvel and just be part of their universe. If we're playing a totally new one, if we're playing um, post-apocalyptic superheroes, whatever was needed to just make that fit a little bit better. Um, to make even even down to the people involved, what they wanted out of the game, what they were more keen to play. Yeah, I'm always open to making house rules. How about you and Brodak? Yeah, it depends on the game. Um, like I said, there's so many systems, so 
if, if you were to go the 4E route, the whole thing would be house rules. You, you, you know, you'd have to basically tailor make classes based on. I, I don't think any of the the classes in and of themselves couldn't translate to a more modernistic feel, and you just change the aesthetics of of how things are done. But mm. you know, you may have to try to balance as best as you can and, and, and make a, 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 a unique class. So if that's the case, if that's the way the player wants to go, you, you can house rule it and try to make, try to keep it as, you know, as, as level and fair of a playing field as possible. I have some modern firearm rules for uh, 4E. I homebrewed yeah. a while ago. You guys can use if you want to. <laughs> There's a big um, D20 modern into 4E um, thing that was actually published by someone a while ago. Oh, really? Um, uh, yeah. I, I was unaware like of a, that. Awesome. A, a, a free sort of, here's a book that we just sort of made up and everyone used. It was, looked really professional. Um, nice. I'll have to check that out, actually. That sounds yeah, really cool. Yeah. Um, as for me, I probably wouldn't add a lot of house rules over my usual ones in my game because it's basically just a D20 modern game. Where yep. people are beating up mobsters, so no flying people, no no uh, laser eyes or anything like that. So wouldn't be a need to change much of that um, for my game. Mm-hmm. Before I forget, we've gotten our first iTunes review. It's our first review ever, and yes. um, it was submitted by Big Pig Piggy Pig. I, I wonder believe. Who- <laughs> I believe it would be pig on the website. I, this was that was my guess. It was pig, but um, he says I can't. Uh, pardon me. He says can't get enough. Makes worth work worthwhile. When I'm not on RPG Crossing, I can take it wherever I go. And and seeing cool. pigs posting habits, I believe he's on the site often. A lot, and um, that was a five star rating. So uh, right. If you guys well, thank, wanna, you, thank you, Pig. Thank you, Pig. Thanks. Yes. So, um, if you guys want to rate us and whatnot, um, as long as you don't trash us, we'll uh, <laughs> we might read it on the air. Um, so, do what you may. Um, that's the show for today. I hope you've enjoyed uh, it. And remember, having your bard yell, "You can do it." At the top of his lungs, repeatedly will not inspire courage. <laughs> it's good to know. <laughs> Very good to know. You can well, do it. Knock you'll... his freaking head off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we'll see you guys uh, next time. All right. See ya. See you guys. Don't forget to send your love, hate, or lukewarm indifference to us on the RPG Crossing forums. I read every PM, even the mean ones. Or you can follow me on Twitter at ROBI1475 or Hugga at HVG3AKAEK. That's why we call them Hugga people. That's why we call them Hugga.